Productivity for Profit podcast for ambitious CEOs, owners, managers, and entrepreneurs. I'm Libby Knight, a productivity and time management specialist, and each week I'll be bringing you a dose of focus through fresh ideas and techniques that will save you time, prioritize results, and give you more freedom for what's important. So ask yourself this question. How will you make this year your most productive and effective ever? Welcome to this episode of the Productivity for Profit podcast. Today I'm talking about to-do lists and how to use them to reduce overwhelm. A to-do list should aim to highlight your priorities, the things that will progress and enhance life, family and business. But how often does a to-do list grow out of control and become overwhelming? That's not the idea, right? The idea is to make progress and to be more effective. A to-do list is a tool to be more organised, to get stuff done, ticked off, so that you can move onwards and upwards. So, what would you like your to-do list help you to achieve? Write it down and keep that in mind the next time you write a to-do list. Now, I've heard some pretty wacky comments about how people use their lists, and they're surprisingly common. I add on anything I can so that I can quickly tick it off and feel productive. I'll add on things that I've already done just so that I can tick them off. Is that the best use of a to-do list? Is that going to get you the best results? Or is it a way to kid yourself into thinking you're being productive, but in fact not being much further ahead at the end of the day than when you woke up that morning? How much progress has really been made? Is there a better way? Question. Do you use one list with everything on it that you add more and more onto, adding more than you tick off, that's half crossed out, a bit chaotic and random. When you look at a list like that, how does it make you feel? A bit overwhelmed? Another comment I hear people make is that you never get to the end of your to-do list. It troubles them and they give themselves quite a hard time about it. But if you think about it, why would you get to the end of a to-do list that has everything on it? You wouldn't, right? Because life is full of things you could be doing and if you keep adding them to the list, it will just keep on going forever. So feeling bad about an ever-growing list is counterproductive and feeds the myth that there isn't enough time, which in turn keeps us feeling inadequate and ineffective. The truth is that you are in control of your to-do list and it's up to you what goes on it and what doesn't. It's up to you how you make your to-do lists work for you and not against you. It's up to you to utilise lists in a way that helps you to be more productive, less stressed and as a weapon against overwhelm. So how can you do this? Where do you start? Here are a few things to think about. Firstly, what is the purpose of the list you're creating? Is it a catch-all for everything that comes to mind or is it a focused list? 
What time scale is it covering? Infinity and beyond? Or a set period of time, say today or this week? Does the list cover all areas? Home life, business, your well-being? Or is it covering one area primarily? For example, work tasks plus a well-being activity. Next time you create a new list, think about what you're including in order to get the most out of the list and the timescale it covers so that it's not overwhelming. Next, think about whether you want more than one list running at a time. You could have a brainstorming or catch-all list. Then narrow down to a now and next list that you focus on to reach your next goal or to keep life running smoothly. This list includes your priorities and is made with time in mind. Because you can't do everything and there's only one of you, so cramming a list full of so many tasks that you're doomed to fail just isn't productive or kind. So think realistically. What should be on your list? What deserves to be there? What is worth your precious time? What are you focusing on today, this week or this month? Who benefits from the list? Optimising your list to make it most effective is the ultimate goal. And this may mean thinking about when you're at your best. Are there tasks that you need to be really focused for and others that could be done at your less productive times of day? Consider how your body works. Are you a morning person? Are there times when it's hard to concentrate? Tailor your list around your mind and body and adjust it to the hour, the day and the month to utilise your best times and be sympathetic to the challenging times. Do you know how long the tasks on your list will take? How often have you overestimated what's possible in a day and you've found yourself chasing your tail and feeling anxious? A daily to-do list half-finished isn't a good feeling. But if you put more tasks on the list than you can possibly achieve, no wonder you're left feeling defeated. There's a simple exercise that you can do to better understand the time it takes to complete a task. Look at the tasks you have on today's list and estimate how long each one's going to take. Write it down. When you've completed the tasks, jot down how long it actually took. Was it longer than you expected? Use the findings to help you create better to-do lists in the future, achievable lists that you'll complete and that motivate you. So how do you decide the order of the tasks and jobs on your to-do list? Because that's important. Is it by importance? Do you even know the importance or the value of the task? Or group tasks together by type, helping to reduce the transition time as you set up to begin a new type of task. Are they fitted into the chunks of time you have available between meetings and family commitments? Do you get the most challenging task out of the way first so it's not hanging over your head? Think about how your tasks fit well into the time that you have available. It's always more time efficient to complete a task to the end before moving on to the next if you can, rather than flitting back and forth. It's not always possible and sometimes some flexibility is called for. But the better we plan and execute, the smoother our day, and the more refined our list, and the more productive we become. It's a skill that develops over time if we're intentional about how we approach and create functional lists, both in life and business. So we've covered some do's around lists. What are some of the don'ts? Firstly, don't cram a list full to bursting. A maximum of six items on a daily to-do list is a good rule of thumb. 
That's manageable. It's not overwhelming. If you have a big project, it could only be two or three items long. Less is more if you're avoiding overwhelm. You can always add an extra task in if you have time to spare. Don't put tasks on the list that you've already done. It's counterproductive and gives the illusion that you're busier than you are. That can lead to stress unnecessarily. A deceptively long list won't make you feel accomplished. It's a smokescreen and it doesn't serve you. Don't add micro-tasks or tasks that will happen anyway. You're unlikely to forget to feed the dog or brush your teeth. These don't need to go on the list. And quick two-minute tasks can be done in the time it takes to write them down. A quick text or a one-line email, just do it. Preserve your to-do list for tasks that make progress, that move the needle, that hold value. Consider what deserves to be included and use your lists to create balance. Adding a well-being activity makes time for it and ensures that it won't get forgotten because it's important. Ultimately, your lists are a tool to better time management and productivity. A catch-all list filtered to a monthly list and a daily to-do list may be the way to go. You may use your list to determine what goes in your daily diary or planner. You may have a client work list and a business development list that act as master lists from which you draw the information needed to create your daily to-do list. It's really up to you, but lists can be incredibly useful and effective when used in a way that suits how you think and how you work. That's what matters and makes the difference. You don't need to conform. You make the rules. You know what works and doesn't work for you. And one last thing, your favourite productivity techniques can be used in conjunction with your lists to get the work done and make consistent progress. Whether you're focused on work or life in general, apply the 80-20 rule to prioritise valuable tasks effectively and the Pomodoro method to optimise your time and get tasks completed. Combining tools and techniques will increase your productivity significantly while maintaining balance and reducing stress and overwhelm. And isn't that what we're all striving for? Next week, I'm going to be talking about business models, how creating the right business model is transformational. Join me then. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Productivity for Profit podcast. Why not join me in the free Facebook group, Productivity for Profit, for more tools, tips and support on your journey for mastering your productivity and time management. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. 